Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Friday. We've made it to the end of the week. Simple, you survived doing four and almost five shows with me. Or maybe it's the other way around. I've survived doing four, now almost five shows with you. Early break on the ticket. Nick Sainert, Steve Sipple, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Learn more about career opportunities at gainatrucking.com. I'd like to think we're not just in survival mode. Yeah, Why can't we, we can thrive be, yeah, together? We can. We have been thriving together. So. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't. Yeah, we made it to Friday. I don't think there's any doubt we were going to make it. There was no. No. Nah. There was no tsunami or, you know, there wasn't 17 inches of snow. or Nope. There's nothing stopping there us. There was nothing impacting us from or getting in the way yeah. of us showing up. Yeah, the only thing that, that was, I mean, there was a potential... There was potential danger this morning because I woke up at five forty-three. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, I looked at my phone at five forty-three. Yeah, but I got here. Um, that instant shock. Yeah, yeah, and I was a little. I, could you tell? I was a little startled. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when I walked in. So, so honestly, okay. So I, I had to call a game between Carney and Lincoln East. Oh, last you were night. up late too. I so that game tipped off a little after seven thirty because the girls' game went a little long. Carney Lincoln East. Link Carney Lincoln East. And the now, winner was Lincoln East. By they outscored the Bearcats thirty-five to eighteen in the second half. Mm. They led by one at halftime, and Carney came in nine and nine and three on the year, okay. while Lincoln East was seven and two. Okay. Now, although Carney lost, I'll tell you this: Sip. Okay. One of my favorite high school coaches in the state of Nebraska yeah. is Drake Baronic. You really like Drake Baronic. I, I love watching Drake Baronic coach. Former Husker. Former Husker. Former UNK. Why do you like watching him coach? He he takes the whole energy thing to a whole new level. Whole new level with him is he he is over there in in a in a purposeful way, clapping his hands, pumping his fists, just going all out for his guys. Like it, I'd imagine that if I was a high schooler, uh-huh. right, yeah. which I was four years ago, five. Oh, years you're ago, you're out. I, I I'm I'm juiced up. I'm ready. To you're go. out of high school. I'm out of high school. Oh. <laughs> Breaking news. We could play the breaking news sounder. But no, I, like he is one of the guys that I would be like. You like Baronic. I, w- I would suit up in a heartbeat to play for that guy. Is there anybody comparable in terms of energy? So I, anybody that I might have seen. I'm trying to think of, of collegiate coaches. You don't see that a lot in the college sideline. No, no. You don't see a lot of demonstrative behavior yeah. in that way. You see demonstrative behavior to a ref. Now it can it can work against him, unfortunately. Yeah. To where the ref thinks he's coming at him. Yeah. So I mean, there's been there's been multiple times where he's gotten teed up and oh really and stuff with with and when I've been broadcasting a game because. But here's the deal: if you watch a ton of, of Drake Veronix games, 
he is he's just that's who he is. He's an energetic guy that that has to rally around his guy. Like that, that's just who he is. He, he is a blast to. I've never said this about anybody. Okay. He's a blast to watch, coach. That is really interesting. It is. Yeah, because you don't you seldom say that. Yeah. About anybody. No, it's you know because like I, I could care well, less. This is last year at Nebraska. 2011, a 19. He he appeared in all 32 games. Okay. Play. It was a 19 win Husker season. Okay. Under Doc Sadler. Okay. And they went to the NIT. Lost okay. in the first round to Wichita State. Oh yeah, they got in hammered. 2011. They got hammered in Wichita. So, they got but whipped in Wichita. He's. Uh, they got whooped in yeah, Wichita. Whooped in Wichita. Yeah. So against the Shockers, but he uh, he finished 15th in the all-time scoring list at UNK. Okay. And then transferred to Nebraska. Sat out the year. Because back then you had to sit out when you transferred, hmm. and then appeared in all 32 games the following season, 2010-2011. And he's got a pretty good team, but East must yeah. be pretty good. East must East, be pretty. East played really well last night. East played really well. So they have a guy Carter Templemeyer, who is that East or Klein? Lincoln East? Yeah, Lincoln East has Carter Templemeyer, who is a senior, um, averaging a little over 18 points per game. Okay, and coming into this one, he had dropped 28 points last time out against Fremont. <laughs> And 29 points two games ago against Lincoln Northeast got held to under 10 last night, but they still beat Carney 75 to 57. Carter Templemeyer. Carter Templemeyer. What is this a guard? It is. He is a guard. Big guard, small guard. Bigger guard. Is he? Yeah. Is he six two? Pretty physical. Probably about six one. Six one guard. Probably about six one. All right. Uh, so, anything else that would fall under the category of uh, idle chit chat? Not necessarily. Uh, idle chit chat sponsored by Newton's Lawn Care. I'll call today for a free quote to, uh, for a twenty twenty three lawn fertilizer program at four zero two four four zero six two nine seven. We all, we do that thing in this world where we say we made it to Friday. I, it makes sense. I, I I have those feelings a little bit. It was a little bit of a grind. It always is. It always is. Yeah, that's that's the world. And, and, and the world is. is a little rough right now. It's everything's expensive at the store. Yeah. <laughs> and other places. I, I mean I could I could go off on, on We're not gonna grocery do this. prices right now. Yeah. <laughs> frozen pizzas are five dollars. Since when have, have frozen pizzas been five dollars? Yeah. Well, I haven't done a lot of shopping in my day, but like I noticed laundry detergents really yeah. expensive. Do you buy the pods? Do you make no, it easier on yourself? No, no, no. Well, so I, I highly recommend just going to Costco, uh-huh. wherever it may be, uh-huh. buying the little off-brand pods. Okay. They're the same thing as the Tide Pods. Okay. Fraction of the price. Nice idea. Thank you. You're Idle welcome. chit-chat. Idle chit-chat. But Sponsored. by Newton's Lawn Care, uh-huh. 402-440-6297. Now, here's the deal, Sip. Okay. Frozen pizzas, the tombstone. We're not talking the, the fancy rising crusts. Yeah. We're, not, we're just talking a, tombstone. a plain old frozen pizza. Yeah. Used to be a dollar ninety eight, four ninety five. What? Wonder what? Why? Just just Monday when I did my grocery shopping, four ninety five, and I sat there and I thought, man, this is just a rip off. I remember it's not. It's not I mean, yeah. Now it is. It's a frozen pizza. There's another way to look at it though. That's a full meal for four ninety five. That is a way to look at it. You but know, it, you get a it, big it tall glass you. of milk and a tombstone pizza. That's a meal. That's a Dr- good meal. Do you drink milk quite often? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm out on milk. As just a normal drinker. Is uh, that right? Know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm out, out on it. Maybe maybe that's my bones need it, but... You know, I'm all in on, on it. All in on milk. Yeah. Committed to milk. Yeah. Idle chit-chat. Let's put get the, to... Put the graphic out. You on know, there was some idle chit-chat yesterday at Memorial Stadium. Not idle chit... Yeah, it was... Yeah. I mean, there was some chit-chat. Yeah. Not idle. 
there was chit chat at mm-hmm. Memorial Stadium mm-hmm. yesterday. In these get to know you sessions now that Nebraska is is um, kind of presenting to us, which are which by the way, these get to know you sessions are excellent. Yeah, where they just you know was it last week? Last week was it or two weeks ago? Was it last week when they had Tony White and Marcus Satterfield? Yep, yep. Yeah, it was last a week. week. Ago from Thursday. Yeah, a week ago. I think yeah. it was Friday though. It was it Friday. Been Thursday. Whatever it was, maybe it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Marcus Satterfield. I apologize. Yeah, that's all right. Marcus Satter- <laughs> Marcus Satterfield, the offensive coordinator, and Tony White, the defensive coordinator, met the media last week. This week, it was Evan Cooper, the secondary coach, and EJ Barthel, the running backs coach. Um, you were there. Yeah, I was, I was there. It, and these sessions are very productive, right? It's just a. They just literally have the. It's no big deal. I mean, the guys, they have the guys go up to a podium in a press conference setting, and address questions. And I just look at it as a get to know you session. In, in fact, I'm, I'm all about this because you know how it is, Nick. People ask you, what do you think of the staff, Nick, mm-hmm. and Sip, and I, 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 I always say, I, you know what? I don't. I haven't met the guys. You know, I don't know yeah. that much about them. I haven't heard them. Now you're starting to hear from them, and in in okay, you're so so you're starting to learn about the staff, and you learn more about Coach Rule. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. Yeah, and you learn about the dynamic between the assistants and Coach Rule, and and what you're hearing. Wouldn't you say there's a there's a obviously a profound level of respect mm-hmm. for Rule. And hit what what rule? Oh, go ahead. I, I would also say confidence. Yeah, they're yeah. Like yeah. like with yeah. the confidence, it, Evan Cooper said it yesterday that he and this part kind of made me sit back and and realize a couple things when he was like, Matt ruled isn't go 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 all the time now. He right. understands that this thing. He understands that this thing is a process and it's not going to be fixed overnight. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting hearing Cooper sort of evaluate his boss. Mm-hmm. He said the thing I've noticed with Matt Rule since our early days together, and I think he was probably referring to Temple. Yeah, um, is that he's more patient? That it's not he doesn't expect everything just to happen, especially wins necessarily right away. Um, not not that not that they're easing into this. Um. Not they're easing into this, expecting to to struggle mightily out of the gate. It's not, you know, and that's another thing. I mean, I think we just talk about both of them right now, the way we're doing this. Yeah. What I don't know about you, but the impression I get from listening to both Tony White, the defensive coordinator, and Evan Cooper, the secondary coaches, they they're both impressed with the defense last year. Yeah. Um, they're both they they keep. Both of them said the same thing. They play hard. They play hard. Now, they didn't lavish praise on the talent, although you heard Cooper say what? Cooper said, A couple man, NFL DBs on this team. Yeah, he did. He said, he said got a couple, in a, okay, a couple NFL DBs. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know I know one he's talking about is Quentin Newsom. I don't know who yeah. the other would be. We've, we heard Travis Fisher say, to say that about Quentin Newsom as well. Yeah, Quentin Newsom, I, I think, is a – He's going to get drafted, but then what else did what else did Cooper say? He goes, "I man, I'm not used to being somewhere where the 
we're, we're so big. Yeah. He goes, you know, we have big linemen. And, and there are big guys long. There's length in the secondary. Think about if you're a coach and you walked in for the first time to your room, your safety's room, your, corner, your mm-hmm. secondary room, and saw Miles Farmer, what would you think? Pretty long. Man. I mean, well, that's a safety. Lengthy. That's a safety. Yeah. Um, Barthol, on the other hand, walks into a situation where he said he never even never had to consider the transfer portal. That was so fascinating to me in this day in this day of college football. That that part was fascinating to me, Sip, because in this era, every single position is under. I mean, obviously, under extreme evaluation. To where, and now in today's day and age of college football and how the game is played and how the offseason is, is, you know, is uh, worked through, is everybody's always looking to get better. Uh, understandably so, but it's, huh, this guy from Texas A&M who was a five-star just entered the portal. Yeah. This guy from Roast Beef State was a five-star just entered the portal. <laughs> Roast Beef, that what, sounds good. Wherever it is, yeah. Wherever, whatever college, insert college name here, insert name here, insert mm-hmm. recruiting ranking here. Uh huh. You think you you go into the portal and you potentially look at getting them off of production or off of off of potential? Excuse me. Uh huh. Very rarely do you guys. I mean, when you see skill positions, very rarely it's a Jordan Addison type where it's a productive guy go making a making a move from whatever college to another college. So to have, and I'm not surprised by that though. Why? I'm not surprised that they didn't feel like they needed to upgrade the running back room. Oh, are you surprised that all those guys stayed or Bingo. have stayed at this Bingo. point? Being, I, yes. They have stayed yeah. at this point. I keep seeing people on the Husker online message board, my employer, Yeah, they keep wondering about A.J. Allen leaving. Well, well, because you have to think about how he got here. A.J. Allen's not here at all without Brian Applewhite. Right. And frankly, think about a guy like Ramir Johnson. Not not to keep, not to speculate and things like that, but you you look at guys' situations and in their entirety of their career. Ramir Johnson was started out as the fifth string running back two seasons ago. Okay, ended up being the 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 workhorse because mm-hmm. of injuries, because of opportunities that he was able to take. Twenty twenty one, you're talking yes. about seven game starter. Yep, led the led the t led the running back room and rushing. Yeah, 500 and some rushing yards. Thank you, excuse me. Yeah. So 459 rushing yards. And then last year makes the move to the wide receiver room for for whatever reason. No, he played both. He played both. Remember he played running he, back he late. He was late in the season. But you have to remember the beginning part of the season. He played both. Sip, sip. You have to remember the beginning part of the season when it was the whole yeah, listen, Ramirez one of the better athletes on this team. But he's just he's just lost in between running back and wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Now. He's playing both. He was playing. He was playing both. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But he was not on the field. No, he wasn't playing. No, he was not playing wasn't until playing late much. in the season. Right. right. When, when Mickey Joseph. No, I know. I wasn't. Dispu- there was no dispute there. I was just. So I, I understand. Yeah, I, he, yeah, he, he played. He didn't move to the wide receiver but, room but the, full I, go though. I don't know what I, I don't know what your thought was in the Iowa game up in the press box, but I sat up there in the press box and I thought, did Ramir Johnson just carry that football? Yeah. What he what is happening? He did, yeah, because he's one of the best athletes on this team, right. or was at that point. He he got caught in a situation where the way I understand is Applewhite wanted him at receiver, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. And yeah. I think there was probably, you know, maybe Frost or whoever said, "No, I don't think we're just going to move him to receiver. Maybe we can yeah. try to play play both." I mean, I remember talking. I talked to Ramir. 
this summer about it. He, you know, he's got a great attitude. Mm-hmm. But you could tell there was a sort of like, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going to try to do both. You know, I'm going to play in the slot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play, they're going to put me in the slot and help out there, but I'll still play. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Running back. And I was I was concerned. Whenever you hear that, whenever you hear that, yeah. I, I always, my first thought is, okay, if I was advising him, I'd say Ramir. If I was his, you know, if I was a close friend or family member, I'd say, Ramir, go in there and tell, tell the coaches, I'm playing one or the other. I'm not playing both. No, yeah. It doesn't. It never works very well. No. When because, does it? When, because, how many examples because, are there? Where there's some. You'll find some. Wandale. Well, Wandale at Nebraska. I mean, it he didn't was, he was really the, work. It didn't work to maybe the 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 results that we expected. But he was on the field. It worked one way from a another. production standpoint, but he wasn't happy. No, bingo. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And so that's that's where it's frustrating. So if you look at other. You know, you look at guys' careers or their stories or their journeys. Uh-huh. Ramirez, one that I kind of put in question. Now the staff and and now EJ Barthol has connections to Bergen Catholic. Yeah, Barthol talked about Ramirez yesterday. Yeah. how he recruited wherever wherever Barthol was at, at that Barthel, point. Yeah, he he's, he talked about how he recruited Ramirez out of high school out uh-huh. of Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. Uh-huh. And so you have that little bit of connection. But it, I think could... I think AJ Allen is the big kind of name because he was the breakout freshman last year for Nebraska but Husker fans are smart enough to understand that without Brian Applewhite here AJ Allen doesn't come to Nebraska probably not because AJ Allen was a lock to TCU uh-huh. before Brian Applewhite became the running backs coach at Nebraska so the bottom line is Barthel walks into what I think you would agree is the best strongest position group on the team Strongest position group on the team, Nick. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Just, you just want to whip through it. Okay, it wouldn't be the wide receivers. Can't say that. No, no. Especially when Marcus Satterfield comes out and says we need more. One, one place we can, one place instantly that we think we can improve is is wide receiver. You can't say it's the offensive line. Nope. Can't say it's tight ends. Nope. Yeah, no, not e- not even close to the tight ends. Not right now. I mean, Fedoni's. We'll see what Fedoni has to offer. I mean, who are your who are your two leaders in that room right now? I would so, say Borkercher. Borkercher and Fedoni. Fedoni, yeah. I mean, Chris Hickman's lost in the shuffle there. Yeah. AJ Rollins had a nice little catch in the spring game last year, but what happened? I mean, come on. right, exactly. Uh, quarterback would be right neck, right behind running back. I'd say quarterback right behind running back. Nick, I, I suppose. 
I, I yes, yeah, just in sheer numbers, I suppose. No, I mean, no, you have some potential. No, well, what do you mean sheer numbers? Casey was very good at, at a lot of the time last year. I, do you recall now, the Iowa is, game? You were there. I do. I do recall How'd that the Iowa to game. You? It looks good. Oh. I also, I also know that Casey Thompson has a shoulder injury that he's not going to be able to participate in spring ball. They do have Jeff Sims here. They do. Who they are high on. They are high on Jeff Sims, yeah. which we haven't talked, we haven't discussed that quite yet. Yeah, we have all next. No, we do. We have Monday, Monday and Tuesday. And Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, you wouldn't say it's the edge position on defense. No, they no. huge losses. You can't say it's the interior, interior line. No, no, you can't say it's inside linebacker because it's the depth's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, corner now, corner just the pure corner. Like I don't think you could say secondary. Well, you could. Let's just say secondary. Pretty good, but not as strong as running back, right? No, because I think there's – I think there's. so if you think about the secondary or if, good. You, if you go just corners, your three that you feel the best about are, are Hartzog, Newsom, and Miles Farmer. Am I missing anybody there? Um, Isaac Gifford. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But then if you think about – I mean, we, we have yet to see Deshaun Singleton for right. a consistent yeah, number yeah, of games. Yeah, we're – yeah, there's, so there's, a lot, there's a lot of numbers. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, listen, I love the starting corners, Quentin Newsom and Malcolm Hartzog. Yes. I like them both. Yeah, depth. You want? I wonder a little bit about depth there. Safety. Uh, you have you have depth at safety. I mean, you do. You have Miles Farmer, as we, as we mentioned, Isaac Gifford, as we mentioned, Marquise Buford, Marquise Buford. Who who is coming back from that injury that people forget about? So I, and that's, I, Sanford's I, 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 played I forgot a lot. it as well. I forgot about Marcus Buford's injury as well. Yeah, and he's he's rehabbing that. Yeah. So Phelan Sanford, but it, but you would say running back with Anthony Grant is back after having rushed for nine hundred and fifteen yards and six TDs. Anthony Grant leads that room. AJ Allen is going to push him. I believe AJ Allen will push for the starting job, and yeah. I, I mean it's going to be a good battle there. Gabe Irvin, this is your third. Ramir Johnson's there, and then you still have Emmett Johnson, who we haven't yeah. seen, but he was a he was a big time player in Minneapolis. He, he was the player of the year, high school football player of the year in Minnesota. That's a good room. It is. EJ Bartha walks into a good room and then tells us he didn't have to re recruit those guys. Didn't have to re recruit, and he and Matt Rule did not even think twice about the portal. The portal. So that tells you that. He he feel they they like you just said, Sip, they feel good about it and they feel good like their guys and, and, and with the new staff, feel good like the bulk of their their roster, especially that running back room, will return following spring. Yeah, now like every, that that's the kicker. Is is kicker or excuse me, is spring ball that's the real tell. Yeah, because spring ball is immediately followed by the portal reopening on May one. And you kind of get a sense after spring practice of where you could fall in the depth chart. Yes. Yeah, so the portal reopens May first, and then it's a period till May fifteenth, and you'll see more activity. Yeah. Now, again, people keep wondering about AJ Allen. I mean, one thing that helps. Hey, I got, I got, I got something here. I was just going to say one thing that helps is Nebraska's name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Collective, you know, it AJ Allen will be taken care of mm-hmm. at a high level. And we had I had I received one of the better emails that this show has received in some time. Okay. And it it's And it came when Jake was gone. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. it came when it came when Jake was in Hawaii. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Listen to you one upping people. Wow. Anyway, what did what were the contents of this email? Um, it it's titled SIP and NIL. It's from Brian, and it's very thoughtful regarding NIL. I what because what am I saying consistently? You're not getting Walter Rouse and Billy Kemp, um, guys like that, without a strong NIL. You're not keeping. You know what I? You know the, the reason this email applies to this conversation is because I would say you're not keeping AJ Allen without a strong NIL. I agree. Okay, this is what Brian says, and it's it's very. This is a like again. This is one of the better, more reasonable emails we've we've received. Okay, this is what Brian writes. This is Brian. Sip keeps making a big issue out of the fact that Nebraska wouldn't be landing transfers without NIL. If the point he is making is Nebraska is if the point he is making is Nebraska is lever, leveraging their advantage in that space, that's cool. If he's saying the players coming in are only motivated to come here because of the compensation package, I think he needs to understand this is a nuanced conversation to use his parlance. Brian says that would be like saying Sip only went to work for on three because they're providing him with a paycheck. Not being paid certainly would be a deal breaker, but other factors probably went into that decision, including who he is working for and with. Um, he says if Sean Callahan wasn't a good dude who knew his stuff and could help Sip, he probably would have stayed at his old employer or found a different landing spot. Same goes for transfers. This is the critical part. Same goes for transfers. It's about the whole package. It's not just the financials. Now, he's exactly right. Yeah. He is. Because Nebraska does offer a very good package. Mm -hmm. And it can't just be about going up into the the 1890 collective office in the Haymarket, getting your financial deal and saying, okay, I'm happy now. Can't It's got to be more than that, right? Well, well I think it's got to be. I, I don't think guys are making their decisions based on NIL most of the time. I, there's some instances, right? There's going to be caveats to every, every kind yeah, of yeah, story. Yeah, you never but, know. But, yeah. but here's the deal. I, I think what personally – a lot of places can compete with other places in terms of facilities, in terms of wins and losses, in terms of record, in terms of relationships Staff, with coaches, yeah, yeah. things like that. But then NIL will either be the make it or break it part. Could be. For, I, I think. I think Could because be. because think about it this way for and I don't know this Michael Mazuka, right? Yeah. yeah. Nebraska and Florida this. are are somewhat comparable. Yeah. Somewhat comparable. Nebraska is in a much colder part of the country right yeah you're not in a nice warm got it Gainesville right but in terms of I mean Florida had a little bit of a disappointing season last year mm -hmm. Florida has a relatively new coach in Billy Napier mm -hmm. same with Nebraska Matt Rule the tradition is strong you get sellout crowds every single game the mm -hmm. swamp is full now I I don't know the details maybe you do maybe if Florida adds more or offers more NIL or Nebraska offers more NIL it can work both ways that can be the deal breaker. Could be. Yeah, it could be. It, you know what? These are really hard. It's really hard to make generalizations in this conversation because not all, first of all, not all players even even participate in the yeah. name, image, and likeness world. 
Some well, just there's don't. Also, there's also not a lot of guidelines. There's not a lot of structure to it. There's so that. We, it's hard. It, all it is 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 basically just not speculation, but conversations along those lines. Right. And I don't want to pretend like I'm pretty well versed in NIL, and I have a pretty strong feel for how it works at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And even then, I don't. I mean, I don't know what the. I don't know if if Maka Mazuka got a better deal at Florida than Nebraska. How would you know unless he exactly. told you? Yeah, you know? no, and, and that's why and generally I, people don't discuss their financial. And I hated putting a name with the, the no, story, okay. but I, that's that's who I could think. About. It's okay, but I can. I mean, I know. I mean, I know enough to know you're not getting someone like Walter Rouse mm-hmm. or Billy Kemp if there's well, no if there's no nil. Are you place. getting your starting quarterback last year? No, no, no. There's no way. There's yeah. no way if Nebraska wasn't equipped, no, you weren't. You would not get Casey here. But again, like like Brian pointed out, there's a there's a there's other pieces to that package. Nebraska does present a good package, and I don't think Walter Rouse. I really don't. I I know. You know what? You got to make distinctions in this life. I don't think Walter Rouse came here exclusively because of the NIL. I just think that without NIL. He maybe wouldn't be here. It's not the only reason, but it's a ma- it's a big reason. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And AJ yeah, yeah. Allen back to Barthel, back to Barthel, and um, well, back to Barthel again. He didn't have to deal with this. That's seldom are you going to walk into a situation where you don't have to deal with it at all mm-hmm. in your position group. Yeah. Not to this point, he hasn't. You're right, though. Spring ball. See, I mean, that's a lot of guys to keep happy. I mean, a lot, a lot of fan base, a lot of the fan base is worried about the scholarship number. That's when it all goes down. Yeah, I never it's worry after about spring. That. I know you never worry about it. No. We we had this conversation Monday. Yeah, and it's it's. I never worry about the spring. The scholarship. I don't understand. I, it's that. not you should worry about it. People, but there's hands there's a lot of curiosity around it because not you really. look. Yes, there is. Steve, sip. <laughs> Think about it. What, what what's the conversation we're having right now? So what? So what's so, going to happen with the running back room? How's the running back room going to shake out? Mm-hmm. That all goes full circle with the scholarship number. So people worry about Nebraska being over the eighty-five scholarship like, I, I, limit. I don't know if it's worry. I think it's it's just curiosity with yeah. with how our room's going to shake out because you know that I mean prior to adding Walter Rouse and prior to adding uh, potentially Micah Mizzou, whoever it would have been. <laughs> You were over. And I, so there was funny. Get, so that people, people are, I, I mean, we get, we see it on Twitter all the time. People we get fixate it on, the, on it. On the text messages all the time. Yeah, how they got to manage the 85. Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska, there'll be a commit during my show in the afternoon. Uh-huh. And it's, it, now there's the six text, over. One of the first texts is, well, who, so who's going to have to leave now because they added another scholarship? Right. I know. I know. It all shakes I can, out. I can tell you, Nick. I've been covering Nebraska football for 30 years. I've been having this conversation for 30 years, and I've never understood why we fixate on it. I understand. It see, always and, works and out. That's where you and I differ. Yeah. Because I understand the cure. I, I want to say worry, the curiosity around it, because it's like, all right, you're doing that process of elimination of, all right, what's what's Nebraska look if like? They're at if 87. Guy, well, no, it's there's it's, not going to be a government shutdown. There should be. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. They'll, they'll figure our way. To run somebody out of there, or now what you could do is take a guy and say, "Hey, we got to pull you off scholarship, put you on NIL." Yeah, well, and that's true. That's yeah. true. But there's still that curiosity, that <laughs> looming wonder no, of, "I'm not all right." Who in that <laughs> running back room is going to is going to leave? Oh yeah, there's that. I mean that, and that's the same thing. That's it's, the thing. Who's going to leave in order to get down to that twenty, that eighty-five? As far as yeah, EJ Barthel's situation, it is. 
it, I, and I can tell you, it can be really challenging keeping all those scholarship buybacks happy. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I had these conversations over the years with Ron Brown, who coached that position room. And it was, he would always, it, he, it was always basically kind of off the record type stuff. But he would speak about it on the record too. It's not easy. Those guys all want to run the ball. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they're put on earth to do. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you know, when Amir Abdullah's running for fifteen hundred yards and back to back seasons, there's a lot of guys that aren't getting the ball in that room. Yeah, yeah. and you got to, and as a coach, you got to manage that situation. Bartho will have to manage that situation, but he's got a good room. He's got a good room and and a little bit of a prior connection, which I did not even realize. It, it was cool seeing Barthol's emotion when discussing the UConn running backs we'll we'll, we'll have to get to that later in the show well we can touch on that after After the break break, yeah yeah. we can keep talking about Barthol 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 was was pretty emotional Mm -hmm. talking about the his his time at UConn which I mean UConn you know is is traditionally a a losing program outside of that one season in 09 where they made the Fiesta Bowl dang yeah good good memory um all right hey it, it is it's Friday and I think it's time for a renew your auto roll call Whoa. So give us a shoot us a text 402-464-5685. Let us know where you're listening from. Let us know who you are age. and age. And we will uh, make sure we shout you guys out when we come back from the break. It's early break on the ticket. Nick Sander, Jay, uh, not Jake Sorensen, Steve Sipple. Uh, Jake Sorensen's gone. That's the, that's the second mistake I've made all week. Everything <laughs> else has been perfect. We'll be right back.